I can't control how I am. You know, I'm, I'm very kind of, I'll be crying one minute, I'll be laughing the next minute. And certainly with Tom, remember Tom the first year in Botswana when he was competing, I had sunglasses on the whole time when he was uh, doing it because I was crying. I had tears <laughs> in my eyes the whole time, man, because it's, you know, it's it's that raw emotion. I can't control how I am. You know, I'm, I'm very kind of, I'll be crying one minute, I'll be laughing the next minute. And certainly with Tom, remember Tom the first year in Botswana when he was competing, I had sunglasses on the whole time when he was uh, doing it because I was crying. I had tears <laughs> in my eyes the whole time, man, because it's, you know, it's it's that raw emotion that, um, yeah. you know, and Liz, you're, 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 you're a fair bit older than Tom as well, aren't you? So you're yeah. like a, almost like a father figure anyway, aren't you? I, I guess, I mean, yeah. I mean, because Tom and I spend so much time together. We train together. We travel together. You know, we do a lot. So, I mean, don't give, I know Tom's potential. We all know Tom's potential. Yeah. But what I would hate for Tom to do is get involved in the wrong people that are taking the, or um, taking advantage of Tom. So, like, I really try and, not that protecting. there is anyone. Yeah, protecting, that's all it is. I just want the best for Tom. And I want him to live up to his true potential, as we all do. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'd say a father figure um, to a certain point. You know, sometimes maybe I make a few bad choices, <laughs> as we all do. So hopefully Tom... Doesn't fall in those footsteps, but uh, maybe yeah. somewhere in between father and brother figure. <laughs> yeah, father. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe somewhere in between there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned you started training in when you were sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Take me back to that. How did you get involved in training? What What was it? What was it that just made you really think this is for me? So it's a funny story. Maybe it's not funny. Maybe it's just me being stupid. Um, I used to work uh, in a fish factory when I was sixteen. So I was in college four days a week and then I used to be in a fish factory so chopping heads of big salmon and all this stuff and there was a lad there a boy Mikey Brown um I'm still friends with him today he still trains so he was like the big guy in, in work and he was saying oh, I can lift this I can lift that I'm like oh, shut up mate I can lift more you know like there was like crates of salmon and stuff and I said I can bench over 100 kilos and just just in the wind up so he took us into the gym when I was 16 so we bench press, we did a bench press, and he's saying he can do five reps at 100, whatever, um, 220s aside. So we put 120 on, 60. I got like three kind of dodgy reps. I was like, oh, let's put the 100 on. And um, so I took the 100 off, and it just <laughs> collapsed on me. And that was like, I'm like, Jesus, how can this guy do so much more than me? Yeah. I, I was like, I couldn't quite comprehend the, the difference of levels. So yeah. that was my kind of starting point in the gym and again I mean we're kind of roughly the same age but back then there wasn't any like smartphones and things like that you could you know record all your all your lifts back then it was just you went in to train and that's all we did yeah so I had quite a you know a few guys one of my best mates Lewis we trained together and went up through the, the kind of lifts together and um I I don't know it was just a, an easy progression to training and the routine of it for me was quite simple to get into. So it was more bodybuilding. I used to love watching Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, yeah. um, Flex Lewis. I still watch Flex, you know, he's class. Being a British guy as well from Wales, yeah. you know, so it's... Um, and Dorian Yates managed to train with Dorian down in the Temple Gym when he was still here. You trained you trained with him? Yeah, I trained That's with cool. Dorian, yeah. There, I'm sure there's a picture. We went down to Body Power before I started doing Strongman, and it was like fanboy, you know, went down. Yeah paid him to train uh, in the because he, he had some he, he was like notorious for having real brutal sessions wasn't he oh that was, was horrendous man it was <laughs> like you know negative controlling your negatives 
and oh, I mean, at the time, I think it was doing incline, with like 160 incline on for negative reps. I said, come on, strong man, give me five more. <laughs> like, that was quite funny because I'd never done strong one. It was just purely bodybuilding yeah. I was doing. Um, and then after that, you just kind of, with, with work and the rigs and stuff, bodybuilding was very hard to, you know, the physique and stuff. It's very, very hard and very kind of strict in the diet. And yeah. my lifts were going up. And then, yeah, just the first competition, I was 27. Um, I think it was 26, 27 in Inverness, a deadlift comp. One that met a guy that I know now, one of my best friends, Peter McDonald Brown. He says, oh, why don't you do Scotland's Strongest Man? I'm like, oh, shut up. Don't be stupid. Those guys are like, you know, because you see them on TV, like Ken yeah. Nowicki, um, his boy Lee Allen, um, a few other kind of old school boys that were doing it. And I was like, not a chance, mate. I'm watching yeah. them in the UK's. Um, and then thankfully went down to the qualifier. One that, big Stephen Cherry as well, you know, yeah. class, great athlete. Um, went on to the final, managed to win that, and then won it for the next five years until Big Tommy came along and <laughs> me. So yeah, it was, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of a nice, I guess, just a slower kind of progression for me into strongman. Um, I think because up here there wasn't anything when I started training. We didn't have, there was no log press, there was no Atlas stones. Um, we just had gym equipment, you know, and yeah. And probably the same as yourself, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, all of like I think our age and older, mm. it's there was nothing when we started, yeah. you know, absolutely nothing. But now there's everything now. You can get anything, which is incredible. I'm sure. I'm sure the younger athletes just get fed of me, fed up of me saying how lucky they are these days. <laughs> but it really is. It's so oh, much, yeah. so much more accessible than it was, you know, even even ten years ago. And I, oh, I'm yeah. sort of going back 17, 18 years ago mm. when I when I started. And it's there was nothing back then. There was a few, there was a few places. There was a place in um, Worcester, um, right. Area Fifty One or something like that was called, um, right. and they had a few bits of kit. But it was like their yoke was just a set weight. It wasn't right. like a loadable yoke. You know, it was three sixty, and if you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it. Right. There was no warming up like. Um, like we can now with all the loadable kit. That's how you got so good at York, just warming up with three sixty. <laughs> That's the trick, isn't it? <laughs> it was it was very different. I mean, even at comps, there was no warm up. So you, if it was a four hundred kilo yoke, you pick it up, see stars, put it down, and that was your warm up. Crazy, <laughs> isn't it? I think to yeah. think, like now, it's just so much more advanced and and so much more attainable. You know, I think that's the the good thing with strongman because it's not. You don't have to necessarily look a certain way or, you know, be a certain way. You can, all you're doing is being strong, you know, and yeah. anyone can really attain that strength over time. It's just that consistency and I suppose self-belief. That's, that's, that's a great point as well, because I mean, you get a lot of people, I mean, I, I did a video recently on the youngest guys ever to, to get to World's Strongest Man and obviously Tom's on there, mm -hmm. but um, there's other athletes like yourself that start later mm -hmm. and don't progress quite as quickly you know it's slower pr progress you were yeah. you said you were 30 uh, 27 Quite when you started strongman yeah, yeah and you've been training for since you were 16 up until that mm. point mm -hmm. so but you've proved like as long as you keep getting better each year that's sure. the most important thing I, I'm, I'm sure you get this as well because i get loads of young lads messaging me they're like i'm 16 i can do this i can do that yeah, yeah, um, yeah. is that good i'm like yeah it's good but it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what matters is are you going to keep progressing <laughs> and that that that's that's the key to to being good is is getting better every single year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And well, you've done I'm, that every year. You got stronger, bigger, better. Yeah. and your results are showing. For sure, man. I mean, that's people ask me, oh, when are you going to 
give up. And then I still feel like I'm 21 years old. You know, I'm still bouncing around like I'm having the time of my life. So that's not even um, God willing, you know, and, you know, if, if I can carry on doing it, then I will. Because it's all I look for, like you just said, as an athlete, as a professional athlete, which I am now, is progression in my my sport and as long as I'm progressing which I've done in abundance this last two years it's like and even since the start of the year giving up work that's just you know paid off tenfold now so um I mean I was hitting a 200 log just maybe a couple of years ago year and a half ago and I'm just missing out in 230 so it's fraction it, away it's not bad you know it's it's, it's there's always there's hope for you yet, guys stick in um <laughs> So yeah, it's, I, I think, yeah, you're right with those. It was funny, I was speaking to Cushy in the car and just mentioned to her, I'll, I'll get these messages. There was a few in the, the DMs, you know, on Instagram from a few 16-year-olds. Oh, I'm lifting this, mate, what do you think? And blah, blah, blah. And do you, do you remember Muscle Talk? Yes. Yeah, the, the forum. Yeah. So I was saying to Cushy, we never had that like growing up, but I remember being about 18 or 19 and there was a forum It was like, list your best lifts. And like I, whatever, I just listed them, and people were like calling me out, saying, "Oh, you're talking, talking rubbish. It's not it." And like it was funny thinking that I was that we played back then, like looking for kind of like um, gratification from others, you know, saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you're doing well." And that's, I guess, that's what these guys are doing. But if you give them that sense of, "Yeah, you're doing really well," you almost want to say, "Yeah, you're, you're doing fine," but you always can do better, like you say, keep that consistency up. And, Whereas, uh, to be honest, I, I when Tom was sort of bursting on the scene, yeah. there's a lot of people online saying he's going to be the next world's strongest man and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, we can all see that potential. Mm. But mm. I've seen so many youngsters burn out very, very quickly. Sure. And I was just like, just let him keep progressing. Let yep. him don't don't put that pressure on him. Let, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's really blossomed, and it is great to see, and he's coping with it brilliantly. Yeah. But I think often that these youngsters, especially when they get good very quickly, you see with Kevin Nee. Kevin Nee was mm-hmm. a, a great example. I've got Kevin coming on actually at oh, some really? point, so looking forward oh, wow. to chatting to him. But um, he he was the youngest guy ever to get to Worlds. At, at 19 years old, he was competing in World's Strongest Man, deadlifting 400 kilos, you know, one of the strongest guys on the planet at the time. And the 400 kilos back then was monstrous. Mm. You know, it wasn't like now where everyone deadlifts 400 kilos. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. probably a handful of guys, that was it. And, you know, that he, everyone was talking big things about him. By 24, he was finished. Shame, man. Yeah, and I remember. I've seen, like, um, do you remember Jack McIntosh? Yeah, yeah, big Jack. Uh, really yeah. great, really great athlete, you know, a British athlete. Mm-hmm. And then he vanished. And it's, mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times with, yeah. like, these youngsters that they come on the scene really quickly mm-hmm. and then they don't keep progressing. And that's why I say it's so important to just keep progressing. Yeah. You see, yourself, Adam Bishop's a good example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just steadily getting better each year. Mm-hmm. Zadrunas is probably the best example. Oh, for sure, man. Jeez. Because, yeah. You know, you think when, when he started 20 odd years ago, when he started, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was good, but he wasn't incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was mm-hmm. guys like Marius Pudjanovsky who was dominating, and mm-hmm. Zagrunas just kept getting better each year. And he started to surpass those type of guys and, you know, ended up being, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Oh, sure, yeah, and even now he's still going. I, you know, I, I can't see him getting back to his best anymore, but he still just seems to love it and want to keep oh, yeah, competing. Man. And, you know, you'd you'd never back against him. He's, he's oh, you can't. so talented, and yep. if he's driven, you just you you never know. But you certainly don't need to be nineteen, twenty, and and lifting super numbers to be no. a great athlete. You just need to like you have, like I have, other guys keep progressing, keep getting better, keep looking at what you can improve on. 
for sure, man. That's and that's what everyone should be doing in any sport you do. It's like you want that kind of progression. As long as you're progressing, um, like that's what my worry was with Tom actually when he did first come on the scene. You know, it was one minute he was kind of a scrawny little bugger of a boy, and then you know, the next minute he's lifting three hundred kilo deadlift in the gym. And I'm like, where did that come from? You know, it's just <laughs> over the course of like a few months, and because I was working away all the time, um. I'd left them in the capable hands of another good friend of mine, a boy, Matthew Forth. Um, so when Tom first came to the gym, he probably won't tell you this, but um, when he first came to the gym, Tom's very, very shy with his Asperger's and stuff. So he'd come in and his head would be down like that. He wouldn't say anything to anyone. Um, so I introduced him to a couple of guys. And, and Matt, really good friend, brilliant guy, so much patience with Tom. So when I went offshore for two or three weeks or whatever, Matt would train with him, and literally the only words they said was, hi, Tom would say hi, and then bye. That was it. Like, just Matt would lead the session, show Tom what to do, um, and because of that kind of patience with Matt and a couple of other guys, that really kind of helped Tom kind of blossom into, I mean, you see Tom now, he's full of beans and chatting and just a big dafty now. He's just on a different planet. But, yeah, back then, so it was... Just trying to be really patient with him and try and kind of teach him the the techniques and stuff, and that that's the most important thing when you're young is to really install that technique, is get that and then building it, and then lift the heavier stuff. You know, it's just like you say, it's just that curve. As long as the curve's always going up, it's yeah, we're all good. As soon as you start to kind of drop down, you need to reassess your training and um, your diet or whatever else it is you want to look into. So yeah, definitely progression and consistency. That's the that's the number one for me over anything. Oh, that's good. It's, it's it's great seeing. I think for both of you having each other. I mean, obviously for Tom having you to look at to start with, mm. it probably did help him progress a lot quicker than maybe. I mean, it's obviously got he's got incredible genetics. We yep. know that you both got great genetics. Mm. Otherwise, you you wouldn't be at the level you're at. But having someone like yourself to look at to be inspired by. And to want to work towards is mm. going to help a younger brother. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, and again, even the we were chatting about it, Tom and I, the other week. There, it's the it's the TV aspect of it all. You know, some people just crumble. You know, when they're they're there by themselves for the first time, you've got this big crowd watching you. You've got the camera in your face, and um, it's so nerve wracking initially when you do that. So, so for Tom to have me there to almost feed off. That's what it was kind of like at the start. It was like maybe we'd do interviews together and obviously I'm the more, or I was back then, maybe the more chatty guy and whatever. And then Tom would come in with a few kind of, you know, bits of his own and and that kind of really helped him gain that confidence over over that period of time. Because I think Tom said himself, if he really struggled with that initially, he's like the first show he did, they were putting cameras in his face and he's just, oh, this isn't for me, I hate it. How old was he in his first comp? Um, so the first, so the first one was Doncaster, the last year in Doncaster, I think, the first Giants Live he did, which would have been four, four years ago, maybe, maybe 2015, 2016, whatever it was. It was, it was, I think it was the one when we did the Yokes together. Tom and I were 2016, I think. 2016, I think that was, yeah. Um, so I think that was the first. He did Scotland's before that and stuff, but then 
after a couple of years doing that, obviously the brother aspect came into play, and then obviously Colin and Darren maybe thought, "Oh, this is a this is a money maker." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, it's made you some money, Colin and Darren. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it was it was that was his kind of first year, and he just didn't really enjoy it. Nerves got to him, and back then, Tom's mental game wasn't as good. So um, I think he's learned how to become that kind of athlete, maybe through seeing yourself, me, Terry, you know, all the kind of guys there and, and learning from them. But certainly I think he had me to pull him along the initial part and now he's now he's just his own man. He's doing whatever he wants now. He's just oh, just a beast, man. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I've seen some of the, the training that you guys are doing and he's yeah. looking strong. It's ridiculous. It's just, ah, I hate standing next to the bugger now. He's, he's just... Um, What's oh, he weighing right now? What did he, uh, 174, I think. What are, you, what are you weighing? Yeah, I'm about 160, 161 at the moment. Um, so it's so a good weight for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll maybe, obviously, for whatever's happening next, I don't know if we can say. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, you probably uh, can. So, like, the next records that we're attempting, um, I'll kind of increase the body weight up to maybe another three, four kilos. You know, just keep, obviously, I'm working with Nathan now, pro body coach, um how's been, that working out it's good really good actually really just i'm i'm uh i don't know it's 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 kind of the proof's in the pudding for me so the first week working with nathan he kind of stripped my diet back um kind of cut out the sugars and stuff and explained what he was doing and just made perfect sense for me it was you know basically kind of manipulate manipulating your insulin levels to give you more performance you know so yeah. spiking your insulin before training and stuff um and the proof's in the pudding you know you see the guys he's working with so it's not like you know i'm not eating chicken and rice chicken and rice it's it's fine if you want to be lean and whatever but it's not it's all about performance isn't it for us exactly yeah yeah. so when it's performance based a performance based diet it's got to work pretty quickly you know it's let's change this for the first couple of weeks and then boom so um it was it was kind of a bit nervous going into because i've never had that before um but then you know it's it's more investing in yourself and again believing that process and, and, and that's, that's in. what all the top guys are doing now you know mm-hmm. they're, they're taking on coaches they're taking on nutritionists yep. they're putting a lot of time into rehab and um physical rehab not alcohol <laughs> rehab <laughs> um but you're just making sure that that your body's you know your body's your your, your business at the end of the For day sure, it's your tool and you need it to be as effective as possible mm-hmm. so it's, it's massive, the whole, that's it, you know, the, the recovery aspect. So, it come, again, that comes down to diet. If your diet's rubbish and you're eating crap food, your recovery isn't going to be as good. So if you don't recover as good, then you're not going to perform as good. So yeah. it's all it's all interlinked, isn't and it? And it's all, it's all, I mean, I, 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 I have like two kind of thought processes with this. I think, mm. I understand the top guys doing it. Yeah. I don't understand the beginners doing it. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and for, for people that are watching, uh, you got to understand when you're one of the top athletes in the world, well, you, you take the top 50, say the top 50 strongmen in the world, there's not a huge amount of difference between them in terms of ability. Yeah, some are better at some events, some are better at others, mm. but the, the, the standard overall isn't huge. So what you're trying to do then is find those, you know, last 5% to, to really excel yourself to that top 10, top three, top one level. Yeah. You're always trying to, to, to work out those small percentages. But now I see like complete beginners that are, 
mm. so focused on doing everything that the top guys are doing and almost bankrupting themselves to be honest to do it. Yeah. You so if you were, yeah. if you had a young Scottish lad coming up to you now, mm. what would be your three most important things that they need to focus on? Basically, number one for me is getting in day in day out, following that that kind of um, routine. You know, making sure you get to the gym. Don't make any excuses for you not to train. It's literally just come to the gym um, and be able to get your hands on the apparatus. So, you know, log press. Log press is such a unique implement. You know, if you can do push press, you can do whatever. Unless you get that log press, you're never going to do it. So it's have that um, equipment, and it's again, like you said, it's to enjoy it. It's enjoy the process. Don't yeah. don't take yourself so seriously. Um, set yourself realistic goals. Saying four years time, let's kind of assess where I'm at. You know, do it's almost like a you know like a Sparky, Sparky or a plumber. You know, you're doing your trade. You know, you've got your four years kind of apprenticeship. Yeah do that and then let's talk again in four years time if you can prove to me that you've put in the work for four years i'll let you train the gym for free i'll help you with anything i can um, but it's almost you have to prove your yourself before people will kind of see you as a serious kind of exactly yeah i mean none of none of the top guys were given everything right from the start they've all had to i i know like when i was starting out and even when i was on my way up Mm. I had nothing, no sponsors, mm. no like, you know, nothing. It just, but I did it because I loved it. Exactly. I loved training. And I, yeah. I remember some of my early sessions just getting into the gym and just getting beasted by these older guys in the gym. Because <laughs> they kind of put me in squats, like high rep squats, high rep leg pressing. They wanted me walking out of the gym like, or crawling out of the gym. That's what yeah, they wanted. Sure. But it, it toughened me up. It sort yeah. of, you know, it's created that mental toughness. And as, as, as important as I, and I will say, you know, as if you're a beginner, focus on technique. Having mm -hmm. good solid technique yeah, will sure. help you out down the line. Mm. But just getting in the gym and training consistently, mm. eating consistently, eating enough food, the right kind of food. Don't, don't, you don't need to sort of complicate it at that level. No. I think you, you're going to get very good if you're getting good quality sleep, mm. training hard and eating and staying hydrated. You're going to make huge progress. And if you can't make progress doing that, you're not going to get to the top level. Very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the kind of basics. It's you got to do the basics, and then if you see that kind of improvement quite quickly, then okay, there's some potential there. If not, maybe reassess and you know choose something else. It's it's not easy. You know yourself, was it's like I'm sitting here, my knees are in agony from yesterday's session. It's it's not a a nice way to be feeling. But again, you have to be able to love that. It's like. Yeah, I had a good session yesterday, so my body's going to be sore today. That's just what happens. But you've got to um, just you get older, mate. <laughs> oh, jeez, I. Well, Tom was saying it today, so that was that was a nice touch, actually. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I said, "How are you feeling today, Tom?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a bit sore." I was like, "God, thank goodness for that." So, yeah, definitely. Just and it, it's just having fun, though. You know how it is, like in the gym when you're young, set yourself little kind of competitions with your mates and. I mean, that's what we did when my first started. It's like, oh, first to bench 100 kilos or squat, yeah. whatever, and, and just keep doing it and just be be monotonous. Keep doing doing it in day in, day out, and, and, and kind of try the different programs, whatever, the, the volume training, the five-by-five, three-by-three, whatever. Yeah, try just, it all. Because you don't know what's going to work. You know, you know as, as a coach, you, you can program something for someone, it'll work program the same person for something else exactly no get no no results so it's, it's something i tell all my clients is when, when, when you kind of 
start with me as a coach. It's, it's a learning process for both of us mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to figure out what works best for you. And, you know, I've, I've tried every single training method there is over the yep. years. And, you know, you figure out what works best for you. Mm. And sometimes you do need a bit of like a push in that you need to be forced to do the things that you don't want to do. Yeah. But like you said, just keep it fun. If, you, if you're mm. enjoying it and you're having fun with it, you'll most likely stick with it, which mm. will allow you to progress. Mm-hmm. Don't expect to be the world's strongest man in one year. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Yeah, it'd be nice if, if if it was the case, then Jesus. Well, it's, it's that's, just, a, that's a worry if, if someone could do that. Jesus. That would be that would be scary. Yeah, I just I'd retire then. I'd be like, no, mate, you're 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 fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent, man. It's just people take themselves a little bit too seriously sometimes, and kind of you know we forget. I think not to be too kind of downing whatever, but like you know things happen in life where it kind of makes you realise that. You know, let's not take ourselves too seriously because you could be gone tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. as simple as that. If do something you love, and if that exactly. thing that you love can pay pay your way in life, yeah. brilliant. If it can't, well, you, you said at the start there, you you are now you've taken a pay cut to be mm-hmm. a pro strongman. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, strongman is getting better, and we're, mm-hmm. we we've got abilities to to earn a bit more money now. Mm-hmm. But you're someone that had a really good secure job, mm-hmm. and but you're loving what you're doing. You said you're happier, you're enjoying it. And, but you had to get to a certain level to be able to do that. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get the, the point across to people is, you know, enjoy it. Don't, don't be asking for sponsorship as, as a, you know, if you've been training three to six months, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. pointless because most sponsors, they're not going to look at you anyway. It's, it's about getting better, getting in the gym, enjoying it, having fun, don't worry about the, the the pro level and then focus on your first novice comp do that enjoy mm. it learn from it progress get to an intermediate comp get to an open comp and then you can start looking at all those other things if you're still enjoying it after three four five years down the road yeah, yeah definitely it's people just look for that kind of kind of quick way or the easy way and expect uh, i think we're very we, we expect a lot of stuff for for nothing sometimes especially in scotland you know we're very tight <laughs> Especially me, you know, it's, um, <laughs> but you know, it's just kind of, you don't need much to be a strong man. You need a gym membership, a belt, some, some deadlift straps and, <laughs> oh, it's not much, is it? See, no, it's not like golf or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and they last, your belts and stuff last for, you know, a long time. So, yeah. you know, you've got SPD, you've got all other companies out there that cater for every, everyone, you know, so it doesn't cost an awful lot. And, just get that membership, join that decent gym where you can train. And, you know, you get some gyms now that don't let you deadlift and all the rest. So just stay away from that. If, yeah, if, if, if you go into a gym that doesn't allow chalk and it doesn't allow you to deadlift, go somewhere else, yeah, especially just, if you want to be a strong man. Well, yeah, just politely say, oh, that's, thank you for the induction. I'll uh, be leaving the gym now. Good day, sir. So how, and, how's your gym going? Obviously, it's, COVID's not... Um, yeah. Not, but. It's, yeah, man, it's, it's good. You know, it's very kind of... It's nothing fancy what we've got up here, but for, for where we are, we've got a little extension on it. We've put some AstroTurf out the back. So we've been working on improving it during lockdown. So um, I'd ideally like it to be like, I've said this to the, the girl, Stacey and Tom, that we kind of run the gym with. So like, I want the gym to be like a hub in the Highlands. So yeah. there's always something going on. So like maybe yourself will come up and train. Like maybe once a month we have someone come up and, um, just keep that kind of buzz about the place and have it almost like a, an exclusive kind of place um, yeah. and invite people. So I met a, a young lad, one of my friend's sons, 
is the he's fifteen, but he's the UK discus champion. Didn't have a clue. Didn't didn't know that he was yeah. here. So we've got like a British champion just five miles away from me, only Brilliant. fifteen. So that's the type of guys I want to be hitting up and say, look, come in, let's do some strength and conditioning work yeah. and your explosive power. Um, don't worry about the gym membership because you're a proven champion already. Let's yeah. kind of take you to the next stage and really try to find that next batch of kind of athletes up here because awesome. again in the highlands sometimes it can be the glass is always half full i like to think it's always half uh, sorry half empty i like to think it's always half full sorry um so keep that kind of positive kind of mental attitude going and, and kind of try and boost people up here whether or not it'll happen or i'll be bankrupt in a few months i don't know so we'll just well, see what i've got to say, i think but like but both yourself and tom you know you, you've really brought the level up in scotland um, mm. I know you, you've you've had um, Scott down training with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I train him, and you know he's he's improving. I think he hit a twenty kilo PB, didn't he, with oh, you guys? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. It. Was brilliant. It yeah, was one of the my highlights of anything I think seeing Scott. So he went, he did it three times, and he failed. And then Big Zaki Malusi, he was just going to go for some reps at one sixty. Scott said, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going for it." And I'm like, what? I'm like, Simon, quickly, get on the camera. <laughs> and Scott just went up and he just smashed it. He, he hit just, it perfectly. Oh, I, we were buzzing, man. It was like just the hype there was just... And Scott, I love Scott, man. He's, Scott he's a good lad, isn't he? Gem of a boy, man. Just yeah. And his, his Mrs. Maisie as well. So they, they were both up. And, but it was, it was a shame because Maisie and Koosh just went to the shops <laughs> to get some food for, for after training. Um, and then that's when Scott went for the log, so Maisie missed it. So she was got, <laughs> but just so nice to, yeah. you know, when you have those sessions that everyone's just on form. Big Zaki hit a one eighty one log, brilliant. Tom hit a two hundred for a double. But but look now, you've got in, you've got like a real group of good guys up in Scotland now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before you guys came along, I mean, no disrespect to the older guys because there, there yep. was there's always been some decent guys, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you've really brought the whole standard up, you know. Yeah, yeah. At I one mean, point, like you said, there would be one British guy invited to the Brits, and it was kind of a token invite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it, it really was. Yeah. But the Scottish guy would end up coming somewhere around the bottom of the table. Yeah. But Britain's this year, did you have three guys? Three guys, yeah. Tom, myself, and John Pollock. So three guys yeah. out of 12 athletes competing, and, and all very, obviously, two on the podium. And John's yeah. a, a great competitor. He was doing yeah. well. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you've, and then you've got the likes of Zaki and, and Scott and, and mm. Lewis and, and other guys up in Scotland that are doing really well now. And then there's new guys, mm. there's new younger guys and women up in Scotland that are, yeah, that are doing really sure. well. So you've it's, definitely brought the standard up. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's just maybe made real people realise that, you know, just because we're from Scotland, I, I don't know if there was like a, a mental barrier, a mental block. I, I, I really don't know because... You know, you go back years, I will say this, you go back like a few hundred years ago, Scottish warriors, you know, were feared all over the world. You know, it's yeah. like brave well, Highland, Highland Games athletes as well, not even as long yeah. back as that. Yeah, you know, it's like the manhood stones go back thousands of years and we've got all this history, you know, of, of strength. So why aren't we Why aren't we doing it? You know, yeah. it's like, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I'm, and I'm like, am I missing something? Why haven't we had like any <laughs> top guys and... Um, I just felt for me, I just wanted to really, I'm very passionate about being from Scotland and extremely passionate about, you know, being from the Highlands because I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a vet, I'm a passionate person for that. And 
I just I was very confused as to why um, there wasn't any other guys or wasn't as many guys kind of doing as, as much as they could do. So, and that's not a disrespect because we've had great, you no know, Ken Nowicki, Stephen Cherry, yeah. great past champions. But I think maybe that Stephen certainly was a little bit unlucky in, in the injury sense. He got of things. a lot of injuries, didn't he? Yeah. So that was just kind of bad luck for him. And, and Ken's moved out to the States and stuff. And so, yeah, I think that kind of drove me a little bit to succeed. You know, it was like, I'm going up against you boys, you know, down south. Like, I'll show you Southern Fairies. <laughs> it was done, but um, that never happened. And yeah, so, but it's, it's, it's fighting against that. Obviously, when I started, there was that kind of circle, if you will. You know, it was like you guys that were kind of at the top. And to break into that, it was, it was kind of yeah. very difficult because you guys were world-class athletes, you know. And, and for such a, a prolonged period of time, it was that really domin dominating kind of force you guys had. Yeah. So... It was tough, but I mean, you just have to have that belief and again, consistency, progression, keep doing, you know, the knocking on the door, keep getting better. That's all you can do. So it's, yeah. um, and Bish said the same, you know, and Bish and I kind of came up at the same kind of yeah. time, I think. So, and Bish, like you say, Bish is a great advocate of the sport and, and very kind of similar story. You know, we both came up together. So it's, yeah. yeah. So hopefully we can just keep inspiring the next generation in Scotland because if any if any of the young guys are listening geez oh just prove to me that you're serious you know show me a couple of years worth of videos and you know I'll let you come and train in here I'll let you I'll do whatever I can to help you because I think that's what it's about for us it's about training the next batch of guys and showing them and sharing some of this stuff that we know you know it might yeah. be right might be wrong but just kind of sharing experience we all, we, we, i think strongman's a pretty friendly sport and that we all mm -hmm. share advice and mm -hmm. you know well most of us do i think you know most of us like try this you know try that oh this yeah. worked for me and that's you know before social media particularly that's um, mm -hmm. that's how we learn whereas now there's there's a lot more information out there now which is fantastic and people mm -hmm. can watch like the youtube channels and mm -hmm. see what we're up to and you know you guys are doing a great job with that and it's, it's, it's also entertaining as well as educational. And, you know, I think it's brilliant because there just wasn't any of that when, when we were starting. It was yeah. literally listen to the older guy in the gym. <laughs> That's all it was, wasn't it? And then, Whereas now well, you can listen to the top guys in the world giving you advice. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, and even, like, with the coaching aspect of it, there wasn't really anything like that back then, no. like strong men coaches. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's an abundance of knowledge out there for people. And it's just... You just need to go out and find it, you know, do a bit of Googling and whatever, whatever else, what other search engine you want to use. Um, you know, YouTube's there, it's everything's there, all the the information's there. It's just harnessing that and using it the best the best of your abilities. It definitely is, mate. So what's next for you? Obviously, this year has been very, very strange. Like you said mm. at the start, it was supposed to be the busiest year. I yeah. even not competing, I had a lot of events I was supposed to be going to. And, you know, I know you guys had a lot of competitions coming up that you're supposed mm. to be focused on. I, I really, I've enjoyed being part of the, the World Ultimate Strongman Feats of Strength. Mm. There is rumors of a Series 2. Mm. Um, looks, looks like it, it, there's a good possibility that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. If it does, do you want redemption on that log? Oh, a million percent, man. Yeah, it's it's given me some nightmares that uh, <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've watched it back. So it's, um, yeah, it's something kind of, I mean, I've, I've kind of vocally said that um, technically wise, I believe on my day, I'm probably the best log pressure in the world. Um, and that's not saying I've got the strongest shoulders in the world because I don't believe that, but 
um, the, the technique and everything, it just really works for me. So if I can just find that sweet spot and really hone in and that kind of, that heavier lifts, um, I, I think I've got it. Well, I know I've got it. I'm the, it's just a matter of time for me. But I mean, I want to push the boundaries. I want, I don't want to, I'm saying 230, but I want to go heavier, man. I want to hit like 235 and just knock it out of the park. You know, that's kind of where I would like to be. Um, what, did, what did you go for before um, in training? What did you go up to so before the 230 attempt? Two, two, eight and a half. That was my kind of max. Two, that, two, eight and a half. Yeah, or two, two, eight point four. Sorry. Okay. It was just, okay. uh, so that's that was just over two weeks do you prior. Think, do you think that was a bit heavy doing that in training? Looking back, um, so it's it's a tricky one. I've spoke. Sorry, my knees locking up. Um, <laughs> You're getting old. <laughs> um, so with with that, I'm, I'm textbook staff would say probably not to go as heavy as that. But um, for me, confidence is such a massive thing. So um, I hit that two two eight, and I had the most confidence I've ever had. Then I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to happen. Maybe in hindsight. Knowing that I can hit that two two eight and, and a half now, I maybe not go up as heavy um, and prep for the next day. Maybe I think I doubled two two five or two two two. I think it was um, in, in a session, you know. So maybe a, a kind of heavier double would be more um, beneficial to to kind of me. Um, certainly in, in the closer stages of doing it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking. I'm, I'm reassessing. Um, I, I train a little bit different for log. Um, it's kind of a bit unorthodox. So, so basically, we, we, we all have like our own things that work. And I, yeah. I, 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 just from a coach's point of view, mm. I've noticed a few guys like you've done it. Um, Hixie did it a few years back at one of the mm. the contests. True, you yeah. went really, really heavy in training, yeah. mm -hmm. and there's obviously that's going to tax the body and it, it takes it out of you. And yep. we, we, we all know you can't just keep adding weight. You can't just, if, mm -hmm. if, we, if we could, we'd all be deadlifting 800 kilos and, yeah. you know, um, doing 400 kilo logs. But that, that's impossible. You've got, to, you've got to kind of peak for the right time. Mm. And I mean, you know, on a different day, you could have had that log. So this is just hypothetical. But I think it would be worth holding back a little bit in training. You know, talking to Zadrunas as well, mm. he was never going to these crazy numbers in the gym. True, true. Trying to make sure that the technique was spot on and then he would lift the, the, the biggest numbers in comp. And I, it's clear to see you had that weight in you. Yeah. You, I mean, how many times did you clean it? That was incredible. Yeah, man, that was still Four hurt. times? Yeah, it was four times, yeah. That's, I mean, I, I said, I think, on commentary, I think you're the best in the world, without mm. question, at cleaning a heavy log. Mm -hmm. you just, you're just so efficient with it. The technique is just absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that kind of, you know, we've done a lot of work on, like heavy sandbag kind of, uh, loading that really helps me get my hips kind of that kind of hip drive you know hip extensions whatever but I, I find that really helps and even doing stones as well driving your hips forward with stones it just yeah. really mimics the the log kind of line that I have um, yeah. but certainly I agree with you with, with regards to going not as heavy this time because I mean if I do the same again I'm maybe a, I'm I'm, a, I'm I need to change it. You know, it didn't work quite that time, so I need to reassess it, change it a little bit, um, and just maybe hold something back, like you said. Maybe do a, a triple at 220, say, if I can do that. Jesus, that's amazing. I mean, that would be incredible. You know, like <laughs> getting yourself something like that, that's or even 215 or something. Just, um, But like at the moment, so 
that's my thinking. Um, so I'm up to, I think I just hit 215, did I hit 215 last weekend, I think it was. Nice. So it's it's coming back, you know, so say if we've got, I don't know, a couple of months till the next world record. So I was at kind of a little bit less. I think it was maybe 202 before when we got the kind of announcement for the log and, so you got longer to train if if it's going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's obviously still to be confirmed dates and yeah. stuff, but um, yeah. six to eight weeks, say. Um, and I'm confident that, excuse me, um, the you know the, the log training is going to go good. But it was so in, in the build up to the last one, just quickly, we normally train log. So I usually train log with Tom on a Friday. Sometimes me training with Tom maybe a too much distraction or whatever, Tom's going for a heavy lift and it's more, you know, Tom's kind of taking that energy and, and that's fine, you know. So then maybe I, I wouldn't have a good session. So when I hit the 228 on the Friday night, I went in thinking I was going to have a good session, hit 190, horrible 190 log. And I'm like, nah, it's not happening tonight. Yeah. Kind of reassess, came back in on Sunday night by myself to the gym. I had one of the best log sessions I've had it's in a while. isn't it? Mad, you know, it's like that two days just, um, and they hit the 228.4, um, which was brilliant. But then, seeing trying to weigh it after lifting that log off the ground, <laughs> oh my god, I was, I was in bits from doing that. So, it's just again that mental kind of thing, you know, sometimes it's just you know it's not there, and you got to kind of say, like, just let's just back off this now reassess and then come back another day so i think it's really good for people to hear that you have bad days as well oh, Jesus i mean i've had plenty of bad days in the gym and i, I get people message or clients message that they have a bad session and they're devastated and we are you know you're pissed off when you have oh, a bad yeah, session man. but we all have them yeah. you have them i have them tom will have them mm -hmm. eddie's had bad sessions brian shaw's adrenus everyone has those days and you've all like you say you just got to move on to the next one come back and the next one could be really good with a bad session though as well, you kind of you got to kind of critique yourself as to why you've had that session. It's you know what did you do the, the day before? Yeah. Oh well, I missed a couple of meals. Sleep wasn't as good, and you yeah. know there's always hydration, but, stress. You know, yeah. there's loads of factors. That yeah, can, so much, so much, and like it's it's just knowing that why you had a bad session. You know, it's yeah. sometimes like you say things just don't go well. You're <laughs> had a fight with the missus or yeah it's quite funny it's always uh, like if, if clients message me and they're like ah, i had a real bad session it's like how was your sleep how was your food how was your hydration what's the stress levels like and they're like oh i missed these three meals i haven't drank at all me and the missus had a fight blah 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 yeah. there's, there's always a reason when you look back yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's, or some yeah, kind of we're only human at the end of the day so everyone goes through relationship stuff you can't eat sometimes because it's too hot you're feeling tired, whatever. You know, it's just one of those things. We're not saying every session has to be amazing because geez. we're human. If if, if you, we're not robots, like you say, not unless you're Matthias, big special player, destroyer <laughs> one, the he's robot. Friggin' crazy, isn't he? He's just a robot. Oh, he's funny one. Uh, yeah. So unless you're like, you know, like you say, the Eastern Europeans are maybe a little bit more robotic than us slowly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we just do what we can do, man. Definitely. So if the if the log lifting happens, I mean, obviously, mm. there's a lot of good log lifters out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of them because oh. who, who who I mean, you 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 may get the chance to be the first to to go for it again. Mm. But mm. it would be great to see the likes of Bibby, the likes of Hixie, 
you know, Achilles Koski. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a handful of guys that are all kind of closing in on that record. Mm. It's not going to last much longer. The exciting thing for me is how high can you guys push it to? Mm -hmm. Give me your thoughts on that. Jesus, man. You look at Bibby, what did he just hit? Like a 260 or whatever it was, standing push press, whatever it was. Whatever the hell that weight was. Even if it's like, it's his dodgy weights and people will will mention that. Let's say say they're not, you know, they're not like the rogue kind of, you know, calibrated plates. Let's say it's 250. Yeah, even if it's two forty, that's still a ridiculously, ridiculously big weight. Insane how strong. That's why I'm saying, like, so, like Iron Bibby pressing that Hicksy. You see Hicksy's incline log press, phenomenal. You know, He's looking it's, strong. Yeah, and like that's why I'm saying I don't have the strongest shoulders in the world because I'm not an idiot. And you know, I'm not going to say that when these guys are throwing up that much weight. So, um, yeah, man, it'd be so cool to have like, and I'm sure Lewis would kind of think about doing that you know i log off between myself baby hexy um, i think i think if they could do that a bit like they did the the head-to-head deadlift record yeah man that oh. would get people excited yeah a proper competition oh, between geez, man, different athletes because they did that with crossfit one of the crossfit invitationals rogue invitational they did that but and they did it in a way that they, no one knew what was going on as well so yeah. it was you know you, you can't kind of Oh, right, this it makes it this. really, really interesting to see what people would go for, and you'd have people probably try and do too much. Yeah, yeah. Might you know you could maybe have someone just go for one kilo more, but then someone else is going to go two kilos more, and it oh, would be. I think it would be brilliant to see. Awesome, man, and I think they should just open it to. I mean, Aaron Page, great log presser. I, I'm you know, a massive advocate of Aaron. I think he's so powerful off his chest, it's explosive. I mean, it's just the way he attacks that log. Jesus, man, it's frightening. So it'd be great to see him get involved. Hixie, um, I know Hixie said he's got a bit of a sore knee at the moment. Um, Mr. Bang on his vagina. Hixie says he's got a bad knee and then strip presses 200 kilos like it's nothing. A comment, he says, oh, great log press, you're best in the world. And I'm like, hi, mate, in a couple of weeks, you're going to triple 220 or something. So, you know, just take take a Nurofen or something, you'll be fine. You know, Jesus, man. Um, but no, hopefully he does, you know, whatever's up with his knee, I'm sure it'll kind of heal up. And but, oh, he's looking just thick at the moment, Graham. Um, and, you know, he's he's a proven great great log presser. So, Very much so. I mean, Rob Kearney as well, off his back, uh, the new American record that he did. Oh, just, it'd be so cool to have all the the boys, and for myself to be included, I'd still pinch myself to... I, I would absolutely love to see that. Maybe like five or six of the best log lifters going head-to-head. Oh. Maybe, uh, we'll have to mention it to, to Wuss and see what yeah, they think man, of that idea. Be so, I'm buzz, I'd be buzzing with it. Man. I wouldn't be able to sleep for weeks thinking about it. <laughs> I'd be wanting to watch as a fan. You know, I'd be wanting to watch like Graham, Bibby, all the other lads do their logs because, yeah. you know, as a fan, you want to see it all, but... Um, do you find it hard to be a fan? Because like, since I retired, it's easy to get back into fan mode. And I've always enjoyed Strong, and I've always been passionate about it. I loved watching the other guys. Yeah. But when you're competing, you do have that little bit of edge. Is like, I'm going to beat this fucker. <laughs> yeah. you know, when we were competing, Luke, I wanted to beat you. I'm not going to lie about it. I, you just got to a point where I thought, all right, he's better now. I'm going to retire. <laughs> no, man, for sure. You've got to have that because it's a competition. But I, uh, I, I'm an idiot sometimes because... I cheer so I, I remember Ben Badger in uh, Manchester last year, yeah. and I was screaming for him. Like I'm competing there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, my throat went, and I'm 
just buzzing for him. I, I'm like, I've got to compete against fuck's sake, what am I doing? Just going to get warmed up. And same with Tom, you know, I'm like cheering Tom on. And But yeah, I mean, when it's when it's serious and like in Britain, you know, you're obviously Bish, great, great guy, Bishop, you know, and um, I just want everyone to do their best. For me, that's, I hate seeing, I hate seeing people not do their best and kind of let the occasion get to them sometimes. Yeah. And that, kind of breaks my heart when I see because we're all good friends you know it's like your yeah. friends um it was it was a shame um Eddie Eddie Hall talks about it. it was Luke Fulbrook you know that his training partner looks such a strong guy and yeah. so much time for Luke and when he did Europe's a few years ago um it just seemed like he just I mean he, he had a bit of an injury as well I don't even think it was Europe's I think it was the British was he, it British yeah, yeah. Sorry, British, yeah. and I, I trained with Luke and um Eddie before that show yeah. He was so strong in the gym, so strong. But yeah. you actually see him physically shaking when he yeah. came out to to lift. It's, it, it, there are people out there that mm. they do these incredible things behind the cameras, yeah. but they just can't seem to cope with it. I don't know if it's they... I think sometimes you can want it too much, mm. Mm. Yeah. which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unless you can control those nerves, mm. it can almost consume you a little bit. Yeah. Whereas someone like yourself who can just be a little bit more laid back and enjoy yeah. the experience seems mm. to be able to perform better. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just gotten, cause you just want to go up and give them a cuddle and, or a shake and say, look mate, it's not, nothing's, whatever you do here isn't going to, you know, in a couple of weeks, it's not going to mean a massive deal. No, you know exactly. I mean? No one's going to, you're not going to lose friends from it. You're not going to lose family, you know, your, no. your wife or your family going to love you regardless. So just, yeah. Let's just take it as 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 it's supposed to be. It's a bit of fun, and um, it just it's it's so devastating sometimes seeing that. And um, yeah, that's that's what kind of gets to me is when when people kind of really struggle. And and I guess that's just the nature of the beast. Unfortunately, um, you can't really teach people to deal with the nerves and stuff. No, and no. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, when I'm competing, I was thinking that again in the car. I'm thinking a lot in the car at the moment. Jesus. Um, like any comp I go into now, I'm wanting to win. You know, that's the thing. I'm not scared of, I'm, I'm not scared of anyone now when I'm competing against them. And that's the kind of mentality I've got to put into myself now. Yeah, I go in, have a bit of chat with everyone, have a good good bit of crack, and, you know, we're all laughing and stuff. But when we're at the competition, I'm I'm there to win. I'm there to beat Mateus, Brian Shaw, right, so. whoever, right, so. you know. So, yeah. and I think last year, doing that and Wooster proved it, you know, so um and, and everyone else, that's what everyone else should be thinking. I want like you say, when we're competing, you want to beat me. I don't want you to say, I want I want him to that'd just be weird. You know, it's strange. <laughs> so yeah. it's just having that mindset to kind of really believe in yourself, I think. And yeah, I'm starting to kind of believe that I'm I'm all right, I guess. Yeah. You're not too bad, mate. You're not too bad at all. <laughs> so obviously, you know, it, it doesn't look like the arena shows are gonna happen this year. We've yeah. uh, Unfortunately, Giants Live have, have announced that they're postponing the shows to next year now. Yeah. Uh, World's Strongest Man could still happen. So we're, yeah. we're keeping our fingers crossed for that. Obviously, mm. the situation's not great in America right now, but I, mm. am, I am hopeful that Worlds can happen because they don't need a crowd. Yeah, true. So hopefully that will happen. There's rumours of, of a few other things that I can't really go into right mm. now. But... Um, is it hard to train right now? I mean, I know you focus on on just getting strong in the gym, but is it hard as an athlete to stay motivated, um, or is it just about staying ready for when the opportunity arrives? I don't know. I think 
again, because I enjoy training, I, I just like coming to the gym and lifting weights. You know, it's yeah. it's something that I've I've done for a long time, and and I'm very Tom and I are very fortunate to have our facility yeah. that we've been able to train in during lockdown. So. Um, I think, I would, again, if I was saying, oh, yeah, I've struggled, oh, poor me, blah, 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 I've got no competitions, like, people would be like, well... There's more important I, things going on, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm doing people an injustice, so maybe it's it's a, it's not as kind of event-wise, you know, that was the first time in the weekend we did Stones, we did some Farmers, that was the first time I've done that since Britain's, yeah. I think, so, you know, that type of thing, <laughs> again, we're kind of we're that far into kind of competing, you can pick those things up quite quickly. Yeah. Um, the the gym lifts, so I've been really kind of deadlifts coming up now. Um, for the first log attempt, I wasn't really that bothered about it, just kind of keeping it quite light and focusing on the log. Um, but I've decided to kind of just creep up, nothing major in the deadlifts, just keep keep it ticking over, just in case worlds happen or any of these other stuff happen. Um, as long as my gym lifts are kind of there or thereabouts, I'm, I'm happy and... Again, it's just good crap because we do the YouTube stuff. Simon still films us, um, and we just have a laugh, you know. So it's yeah. a bit of kind of break from all the, the kind of atrocities that's going on in the world at the moment, and it's just nice to have a wee bit of a just a bit of a fun day, a wee spicy day for us. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to come up to Scotland pretty soon. I think, and yeah. once maybe maybe in a month or so, once the gyms awesome. are back open. I'd like to get up there and I want to have yeah. a go at some of the classic Scottish stones and oh, mate, come and see so you boys. So yeah, it'll be, be good fun. We've been saying we want to do those, the stone tour for a while, actually. Um, there's a couple of stones around us that we can go and do and yeah, it'd be awesome to do that, man. It's uh, fun. Obviously, you know, you're always welcome up in God's country laws anytime you want. Well, I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm going to let you get on, but um, we've got Tom coming on next week, which yep. for, for those that want to listen out for Tom, he'll be on. For, I mean, everyone that was following me knows who you are anyway, but let us know where your social media platforms are, Instagram. We'll tag your um, YouTube page cool, man. This, so you. people can can see your, your spicy Stoltman <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's my Instagram, which is Luke, Luke.Stoltman. Uh, do the search for Stoltman Brothers on YouTube. And also we've got the StoltmanBrothers.com for our merchandise and stuff, the spicy T-shirts and some cushy leggings coming out soon. Cushy so stay, leggings. Stay tuned. We'll I, might send, have to, uh, I have to look at some of them for Liz. Uh, I was hoping you were saying Liz and not yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about deadlifts anymore. So <laughs> I had my um, leggings on a few years ago at Britain's. It wasn't oh, a good look. Oh people, people thought I'd tattooed my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that for Rob Kearney, the leggings. Yeah. He's, it's hard to compete with him in the leggings <sighs> department. So. They're so bright and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. I will look forward to catching up with you in person soon. Awesome, Guys, man. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Luke. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the channel, and make sure you get over to the Stoltman's channel as well and watch all of their episodes. We'll be back with Tom Stoltman very, very soon. Take it easy.